Hello everyone, and welcome back to Build Yourself. I'm Sanjay C. Patel. Our subject today is why is kindness so important in everything we do? In the previous episode, I spoke about kindness as being the center of all the wisdom I gathered being a monk for 20 years. Some listeners responded and said that kindness is certainly a wonderful and beautiful thing. But why do we need it at the center of everything we do? Why can't it be something we do on the side, once in a while? When kindness is at our center, we will become mindful of the positive or negative impact of our actions on other people. What is within us comes out in our actions and words. If we are kind within, then kindness emerges. If we are heartless within, indifference emerges. With kindness at our centre, we would be less likely to act in a way that hurts others, even after we have been hurt. We would become more conscious of their well-being. We would become less selfish and more caring. Many of the world's problems, especially relationship issues at home, labour issues at work, or global issues like poverty and starvation, can be powerfully addressed if we just focused a little more on others. Where there's a will, there's a way. Let me elaborate with a true story. Last year, a very kind soul passed away at the age of 101. His name was Colonel Gail Halverson. He was a US military pilot, but famously came to be called the Candy Bomber. Yes, Candy Bomber. He didn't drop nuclear bombs or hydrogen bombs, but he dropped candy bombs. This happened in Germany after the Second World War. After the war, there was a lot of infighting going on, and a lot of people in West Berlin were starving because there were food blockades. Children were starving. And this US pilot saw that. So he started dropping food from his airplane for the kids. Candy, chocolates, squiggles, and he used mini parachutes so they could reach the children undamaged. And the kids used to run around close to these airfields and pick up the candy. And he noticed something. He saw them sharing it with each other. They were even sharing two strips of chewing gum by tearing it into small pieces. He was really inspired by this, so he brought more and more candy, and other pilots also began dropping candy for the kids. Decades later, some of those kids tracked him down and came to thank him. Gail later said, The small things you do turn into great things. This is why small kindnesses are so important. This is why having kindness at our centre is so important. Kindnesses are seeds that bring great things in the future.
My teacher at the monastery often gave me the example of a mango tree. It takes between 5 to 10 years before you get the first succulent, sweet, juicy mango fruit after planting the seed. In India, when people plant a mango seed, they don't do it so that they can enjoy eating the mangoes themselves. They do it so that future generations can enjoy them. Indeed, the mangoes people eat today are from trees that were often planted 40 to 50 years ago. This is why kindness is so important. And these are the kind of bombs the world needs more of. Candy bombs and kindness bombs, kindness seeds. They may seem like a small deed for us, but they are a huge blessing for the person who receives it. These seeds grow into great trees. What is the value of a glass of water to you? 50 cents? What is the value of a glass of water to a person who has to walk two miles every day to collect and drink that water from a well? What is the value of a glass of water to a person who can't even find clean water to drink, let alone have a shower? Your good deed will never be forgotten by the person who receives it. Not only that, the best thing is that that person will pass it on to somebody else. When somebody does something good for you, you feel like doing it for someone else. Just like those children who shared the chewing gum dropped by the candy bomber, people become inspired to do the same for others and shared with others. Your good deeds get currency. Here's another example. The monastery I lived in, in India, helps raise funds for schools for underprivileged children who get free education. Most of the children go on to get degrees and good jobs. They are so grateful that they come back years later and tell us that they have sponsored another poor child or given a donation to a school or some other charity. Doing good now spreads goodness later. You can plant kindness seeds or drop kindness bombs too. It doesn't have to be big. Giving just one dollar or one hour of your time can make a huge difference to someone's life. Do not let the thought that one dollar or one hour or one minute is not worth donating. It is. Kindness can go viral. And that is one of the missions I have behind this podcast. It's why I began with kindness as the first topic in the first episode. There are people in the world who are facing far greater challenges than you are, and they need us. They are in deeper trouble than you are. They have perhaps far worse health than yours, far less money than you, far fewer friends than you far fewer people to guide them than you, far less hope than you. They have far less of everything than you, yet they are getting by. Recently, after the catastrophic earthquake in Turkey and Syria, I saw a picture in the news of two young children, Maryam and Ilaf, a seven-year-old girl and her younger brother, They were trapped under a concrete wall that had collapsed on them during their sleep. 
They were squeezed in a tiny space and couldn't move an inch. In the picture, you can see the girl trying to protect her little brother's head from the slab with her tiny hand. It is heart-wrenching and also so beautiful how such a young child is thinking not about herself but her little brother. The seven-year-old girl pleaded with the rescuers, I'll do anything for you if you get me out. Luckily, they were among the fortunate ones and got out alive and unhurt. But there are thousands of other people and young children who didn't make it, and their families are devastated. If you are listening to this podcast, you are probably far luckier and blessed than you think or give yourself credit for. People are trapped under all sorts of slabs in their lives, and there seems to be no way out for them. They're trapped under relationship slabs, health slabs, financial slabs, family slabs, and social slabs. People have serious accidents or make serious mistakes. Others are struggling with the aftermath of natural disasters such as hurricanes, floods, COVID, earthquakes and tsunamis, or man-made disasters such as wars and violence. The list of challenges people face is almost endless. They feel trapped and paralyzed and have no way out. You may even be one of them, or know someone who is. But hopefully, your problem isn't as bad as the two young children being squeezed between the concrete slab. If so, you are in a comparatively good space, aren't you? Whenever you are in a problem of some sort, remember the two children under the slab. That's your reality check. Check out the picture yourself and bookmark it so you can revisit it whenever you need a reality check. Search for Girl and Brother Under Slab in Syria. It'll pop up. Here's another picture you should take a look at. It'll tear your heart out. Search for Little Girl and Vulture. Bookmark this image too. These are reality checks for all of us. Becoming mindful of other people's truly dire circumstances helps you put your own problems into perspective and you'll become more interested in reaching out to help others. Try and help someone if you can. Your act of kindness will make a huge difference to someone else and will also improve your view of your own life and circumstances. Your kindness will bring hope back to people's lives and depressurize their minds. Today, officially, by government figures and studies, as well as independent scientific studies, stress, anxiety, depression and loneliness are at all-time highs. Again, especially during and after COVID, millions of people were affected by it. Millions of people lost their family members and loved ones, and they are still hurting today and experiencing bereavement and all sorts of losses, including their livelihoods. The World Health Organization estimates that 5% of people live with depression globally. To put that into perspective, 700,000 people take their own lives every year. 700,000. 
Imagine the millions more people who live in sheer despair. This is why kindness is so important. Even if you don't hurt anyone, but just ignore them as though they don't exist, that can hurt them tremendously and make their personal situation even worse. That's why a nod and a smile, even to someone you don't know, are so important. The quickest, most rapid and powerful solution to bring relief and hope to people's lives is by being friendly. I mentioned this in the last episode. It's called Surdebhav in Sanskrit, the ancient language of India. At work, instead of striding past someone's office or table, stop for a moment and say, Hi John, good morning, how was your weekend? Ask genuinely and listen attentively. Smile and walk back to your table. Simple. It's a huge gesture to acknowledge someone else's existence and to ask what happened on their weekend because it shows that their life matters to you. It could make a difference in their life, though they may not even admit that to you. They could be looking forward to you every morning, coming to say to them, Hi John, good morning. Do not underestimate the value of your greeting to someone. Studies by the National Institutes of Health say that three out of four people report that their most painful life experience was emotional in nature rather than physical. People can handle physical pain, but emotional pain is so difficult to overcome. Yes, your own situation may not be ideal either. You yourself may sometimes feel like you have nothing but problems and feel helpless or hopeless. A major reason for this is because we are all becoming increasingly isolated and individualized rather than integrated and part of a healthy relationship with at least one person or with a larger community. People walk right past each other as though they don't matter or exist. Even in the workplace where they work under the same roof, even in the same team, sometimes people hardly speak with each other. We need to start acknowledging each other again and appreciating each other's existence and being empathetic towards each other's problems. It starts with us. We have to begin. We cannot hope that people start asking us how we feel until we start asking them how they feel. We can probably never cease to have problems, but kindness can help us all overcome them. Having problems is a part of being alive. Having problems actually means you are alive. In a way, you can celebrate your problems. Why? Because the only people who don't have problems are those who are buried six feet under. Having problems means that you are alive. Whatever may be happening to you and around you, being mindful of your blessings and privileges, kindness is a powerful path to happiness for everyone. Mindfulness also reminds us to be humble in our pain, considering the misfortune 
that so many others are going through right now. Maybe in your own neighborhood or even next door to you and definitely elsewhere around the world. Why is a small act or word of kindness so powerful? Because kindness breaks the cycle of me and it introduces the cycle of we. It changes your paradigm in the most powerful way possible by changing your physical and verbal response to pain. Life for everyone, since time immemorial and possibly to all foreseeable future, will almost certainly present some problems from time to time, if not continuously. There are so many possibilities for problems, one is bound to come up sooner or later. It's called Murphy's Law. If something can go wrong, it probably will. On a light note, there was a guy who was beset with so many problems, he decided to go and meet an astrologer. And the astrologer was going to read his horoscope. A horoscope is the stuff you sometimes read in newspapers. You look up the month in which you were born and they predict what's going to happen to you today or in this week or in this month. So this gentleman, he waited in anticipation for the reply from the astrologer, who finally looked up and said, Sir, your horoscope predicts that in your life, there will be more horror than scope. So life can have periods of lots of problems, and then periods of relative quiet. The good news is that they mean you are alive. But the even better news of being alive means you can help others with their problems. That is perhaps one of the most important and kindest things you can do with your human existence. To help another being exist more happily. People need someone sympathetic to talk to. Someone on their side. Even if it was their fault even if you don't actually solve their problem, they still need you to listen to them and to back them up. Kindness makes you approachable. People can share a problem with you. You could save them in their darkest hour. Just by listening and sympathizing. Again, even if it was their fault. Remember, they are only human. And everyone makes mistakes, even ridiculous ones. But try not to ridicule anyone for their mistakes or shortcomings. It sometimes just makes matters worse for everyone involved. There is a flip side when unfortunate people are ignored or blamed. This flip side can happen to anyone. Even to people who have been successful their entire lives. When people from any background are blamed for their situation, it can lead them to become defensive. This is a natural human response. It is unrealistic to criticize people and expect them to take it positively as constructive criticism. Taking constructive criticism positively is a rare quality. Just try criticizing your best friend or your partner, 
and see what happens. When people are in pain, it is even harder for them to accept criticism. It is even harder for them to bear anyone's insults, including comments about their intelligence. The fact is, human beings don't make decisions based purely on intelligence. There is much science to suggest that we make decisions largely based on our emotions and gut instincts. Then we rationalize our decisions afterwards using our intellects. This retrospective use of intellect is hardly perceptible, so we think our decisions are based on our intelligence. Going one step deeper, studies show that our decisions are also driven by our environment and the company we keep. There is lots of science to support this. Our actions are probably based on a mixture of both emotion and environment and company. Intelligence, in most cases, consists of a small portion of this mixture. Unless, of course, you are doing mathematics, which seems to be completely intellectual. In other words, we sometimes give too much credit to our intelligence for our successes and lack of intelligence for other people's failures, and not enough accountability to one's emotions and environment. This is why it is very important to try and surround yourself with honest, positive-minded and intelligent people. People who are also kind, friendly and compassionate. When I travelled as a monk and mentored thousands of people through their difficult times, I could see from the response on their faces the relief they experienced emotionally and the energy they gathered physically when I stood up for them, compassionately and gently supported them. If I had criticized them and blamed them for their mistakes and failures and misfortunes in their business or examinations or relationships, they would have become demoralized and deflated. By having their back, they became hopeful and buoyant again. Later on, when they had recovered a little, I would gently point out what they could have done better. Always try and think about the outcome of your words and actions, even if your words are true. If they make a situation worse and trigger more destruction, what is the use of such truth? It may be better to just leave those words for a later date, if ever at all. In my 20 years of experience as a monk, engaging with people on a very personal level, I found that 90% of problems in relationships occur due to communication gaps and so-called constructive criticism. It rarely ends well, even when it is well-intentioned, even if you really love the person you are criticizing. Even little criticisms sting and they are resented almost forever. If you really have to give constructive criticism to someone, try to make it as compassionate and humble as possible. Begin with describing your own mistakes to show that you are as human as they are.
then show them a healing pathway forward, which is bite-sized and doable. If possible, offer to help or guide them on their way, without preaching or being patronizing. Offer a kind of hand-holding process till they get back on their feet. Holier-than-thou advice and preaching just adds insult to injury. There was a rich and successful man who lost everything. He was sitting on a street corner begging for money. A passerby stopped and pulled out his wallet. He pushed a couple of dollars into the former businessman's hand and said, Here, take this money. Why don't you work for a living? And walked away. The beggar stood up and caught up with him and pushed the two dollars back into his hand. He said, Take your money back. I ask for your help, not your advice. Even when we do charity, we should do it with humility. It should be done with a spirit of service and goodwill. Most importantly, it should be done with respect. Remember, your kindness is like a candy bomb. At the end of the day, we are all still children at heart. Here are some quick examples of how you can be kind and it will cost you nothing or next to nothing. 1. Smile briefly with a nod at someone every day. 2. Call people by their name, colleagues at work, even the doorman or bus driver. 3. Call someone who took care of you in the past. 4. Say sorry for falling out of touch. 5. Hold a door or lift door open. 6. Help someone elderly unload their shopping into their car or push their cart. 7. Let someone with less shopping than you go before you in a line. 8. Let another driver enter safely into your lane. 9. Donate $1 to a charity. 10. Spend an hour or a minute serving your local community. These are easy ways to help other people feel better. Some people might forget your face, but they will never forget what you did. Can you remember a time someone did something kind for you, but you can't quite remember their face? Similarly, people's gratitude towards you will live forever, and they will do the same for others. Thank you for joining me in this podcast today. Drop your questions and feedback. You can connect with me on my website at sanjaycpatel.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. Just search for Sanjay C. Patel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. See you again in the next episode where we will be discussing why forgiveness is so important. 